Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Why would you or I want to buy an overpriced property? Because sometimes an overpriced property actually becomes a lower-priced, better-priced property. There you go. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, some tactics, and some truths that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into home, where our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. In this episode, we're going to learn why, like why might an overpriced property or potentially an underpriced property become the best price property for you? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not intuitive. That's what's kind of fun about this conversation. It's not, it doesn't make sense. An overpriced property becomes a low price property. Explain, Ken Decker. Yeah, well, You know what? Even in a hot market, you can ask too much. And you've got to look at what are buyers trained to do, right? And right now, they look at a price on a property and typically they might go, okay, can I afford it? Can I afford 50,000 more? Can I afford 100,000 more? Can I afford 200,000 more? It all depends on where the property is priced based on its true market value, right? Right. But the but the buyers are looking at things and going, okay, I got to be af- able to afford to pay more. So if you put your property at market value, they automatically add a hundred grand to it, and now it's out of reach for them, and it's too expensive for that property. Right. So then they won't even go look at it a lot of times. So there's a real, you don't want to underprice property. I say to my sellers, I don't really want to price it less than you're willing to accept for it. So how do we find the number that is realistic for the market, knowing that it may well go more than that? Because if we price it above where people are conditioned, and I'm going to say conditioned almost in this particular market, to pay more than asking, it gets bypassed. They pass it on by. And so when we're saying overpriced, it isn't even necessarily overpriced from what it will sell for. It's just overpriced for the time and this particular Mm -hmm. market. So when I have a client that's struggling to find the right property, Mm -hmm. many times I'll go slightly above their price range And look for a property that has been sitting for 30 days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been on the market for 30 days. It tells me in this heated market where everything sells quickly, not necessarily for top dollar. It depends mm -hmm. on how strong the negotiator is on the other side. But things sell if they're priced well. If they're priced appropriately. I think let's, can we use the word appropriately? Yeah. If it's priced for this particular market, it's going to sell relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. And if it's sat for a while, then I know that, hey, maybe they just priced it on the market or maybe they priced it over market. And now I've got a property where my client can go in, look at it, take their time, 
negotiate the price down from asking. And, and even do inspections, maybe have some conditions in the yeah, offer, which would be nice. Absolutely. And on top of all that, they're not competing with anybody else because it's already sat there for 30 days. So that's where I'm looking for an overpriced property for my client so that they can win. Right. And when we say overpriced, I can't reiterate enough that it's not priced right for this market. It isn't even that it shouldn't have sold there. So the challenge that people don't get is just because you ask for more doesn't mean you get more. No, you usually get less. You usually get less. Like there is a number in any market and this market's different than many markets. And we've even had some blips in this market. So do we get it right a hundred percent of the time? Absolutely not. So here's our first strategy. This is the first, what we believe is the best solution for your particular home, given where it's located, what it is, what the other relevant data is telling us. And we have to have a different strategy to go to if it doesn't work right here, right now, because maybe four more properties came on the market that are relevant, that are in direct competition to this one. And now your strategy doesn't work. Yep. Too low doesn't work either. Right. And I know that sounds weird. Like why does too low not work? Because the wrong people are seeing it. So for instance, uh, there's a company out there that that puts their properties a couple hundred thousand, typically below value, and they hold an auction. On purpose. Well, most people have a set criteria for the MLS system that we're sending them searches. Let's say your top budget is 800000 but the type of properties you're looking for may be kind of in that six hundred or seven hundred to eight hundred range. So we'll do a hundred thousand range of properties, or two, or even three hundred. Yeah. But then, if somebody prices that seven hundred thousand, three hundred thousand below market, trying to get an auction going, it doesn't show up in your search, and it shows up in the search for the people that can only afford that amount of money, and, and they think more. they've found the the gold the gold bucket at the end of the rainbow, and yet it's an auction. And so they don't have a hope of getting it because it's going to go, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand above what they put it on. So that property may get less money and may not sell because it was too low. The wrong people are looking at it. Right. So you want to have the right people looking at your house. And when we say right or wrong people, the people are likely either way, (laughs) but the person that can actually desire your property given what we're currently doing in this market. Yeah, we're matchmakers. Matchmaker, 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 make make me a match. match. Right? We find the right buyer. And I say the right buyer, that's the one that can afford it, that wants those amenities, that wants that number of bedrooms or wants that style of house and can afford it. That's the match. If they can't afford it or they can afford a lot more and they're looking for much bigger better houses, then it's not a match either. No. So if you're thinking, I want to have a conversation with you guys, I want to be able to just consider my options, see if you can find us a match. 
we are available to do free consultations with you. Ken says 30 minutes for him. Me, you can count on more like 60, but we'll start at 30. We set a little extra time there just in case, but really we'll have a consultation where, and it can be on Zoom, just to figure out, is there a match out there? Like sometimes buyers have an unrealistic expectation. And we're unfortunately or fortunately not afraid to tell you even the stuff you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like recently, recently, like a, yeah, a recently. Year, year ago or so, yeah. a client of ours, we'll call them T and T. Their first initials of this couple is T. So T and T were looking for a property. Yeah. And interesting enough, there was one came up on a country estate lot, beautiful property exactly what they, what they wanted for everything yes and it popped back on the market because it had sold quickly it had a couple issues in the home inspection and it came back on the market well we swooped in grabbed that property and we we bought it on new year's day and we wanted to make sure we got it done before other people started coming back from holidays. So sometimes timing is good too. And and they got to pay below market value really at the end of the day because it had already been tired. So getting something on the market that then falls through, that is a, that's a great property to buy if you're a buyer. Mm-hmm. Terrible thing to have happen if you're a seller. So the bottom line here is some of the best properties, the best opportunities lies in the underpriced and the overpriced properties that are out there. We're grateful to be your partners in moving forward together in wealth, wisdom, and worth. Yet, you know, I think maybe an unmaintained home may be a good deal in this market. Well, might be, and yet most people want a maintained property. We're excited that we've created for you free access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share techniques around really how to get the most out of your house insider tips for real estate and how to um, just do the best you can possibly do in the current real estate market. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from office, or even on the go. So in this episode... What we're going to discover is why an unmaintained and dismissed, because usually unmaintained equals dismissed, property might be an amazing choice for you. Yeah, and and you know, you said it right at the very beginning. You said something about uh, why would I want, or people want, sorry, you said, I said you want an unmaintained home. You said, no, no, most people want a maintained home. Yeah. That's the beauty of it because you, in this hot market where there's a ton of buyers, you separate yourself because fewer people want the unmaintained home. Mm-hmm. Most people want the one they move into that's decorated and staged and gorgeous and they'll pay a hundred grand more because they can just walk in it. Right. And yet it doesn't cost a hundred grand more most of the time to fix up the deferred maintenance or those items that aren't done. We're not talking about datedness right now. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Right now we're focusing on 
one element, and that is the unmaintained. So the furnace maybe not having been changed out as much as it should be, or the filters on the furnace not having been changed out, shorting the life. So we're not saying there isn't a cost associated to not maintaining a house. There is. There is absolutely a cost associated to bringing a house back up to speed that's not been maintained. And almost always, people will overestimate what the cost of that maintenance is. Yeah, like people will say, oh, a furnace, that's 10 grand. Well, maybe if you're doing the air conditioning too and you're doing the high, high end furnace and a high end air conditioner, yeah, maybe 10 grand. And, you know, they see the shingles and they think, oh, that's 30 grand. And, and it maybe, might be more like 20 or it might be more like five for the furnace if it's only the furnace. Just because the furnace needs to be replaced doesn't mean the AC needs to be replaced because it doesn't get near as much use. They tend to last longer than a furnace because of the lack of use that they get. Now, at some point, they become not efficient and you want to upgrade it, mm -hmm. right? That would be maintaining and upgrading. And yet, accurately looking at the assessments is seldom. And the funny thing is, as a homeowner, most of the time we underestimate what the cost is of the repairs. <laughs> yes, and we as do. a home buyer, we tend when we're buying the property, we tend to overestimate and move the property out of our price budget. Yeah. Like a place with a, a couple broken windows. Yeah. You know, maybe it's it's three, four hundred dollars mm, per window or something, right? No, just for the glass. I'm not okay, talking the okay. whole window replacement. I'm talking the glass. Yeah. But people overestimate and they think thousands. They think, oh, I got to change the whole thing. And it's going to be, you know, thousands. And the trim's got to come off. And then I got to repaint and on and on. But maybe it's just the glass needs to be changed. Right. And so accurately looking at the unmaintained house, because people don't really want them. And so one of our clients, one of my favorite, well, we have so many clients and so many great stories, but so they're all my favorite. <laughs> so one of my favorite stories. You might be your favorite too. So I know. Yeah. Right. It's true. And it was a waterfront property and it had not been maintained. And so, yes, there was some money to be spent in bringing it up to speed and yet made way more then it costs to do the upgrades. And the beautiful part is when you do that method, although you have to live through a little bit of mess maybe, or maybe you can buy it and do the repairs before you move in, or maybe you're going to live in the house and do them while you're there. Either way, the beautiful thing is it's now your taste. Mm. It's not somebody else's taste, even for the type of air conditioning unit, even for the type of furnace. Like even if it's just those structural items, like not structural, yeah. but sort of the but things can, that run the house. You can decide house. whether you want to buy the $4,000 <laughs> furnace or the $7,000 furnace. You can decide whether you want to put on the 25-year shingles or the 40-year shingles. Or the metal. Or a metal roof. It's You get to choose. Mm -hmm. Now, some people say to me, but I don't have the money. I don't have the cash to bring this property up. Well, thankfully, there's purchase plus improvements programs mm -hmm. through CMHC, which allows you to borrow basically more money. They, they say, oh, what would the property be valued at with all the renovations done? Mm -hmm. And so they loan you the money to buy the house. Mm -hmm. And then as the renovations are done you get to provide those receipts. They send the appraiser back in, say, yeah, the work's been done. 
And then they issue the rest of the money so you can pay your contractors. Right. And if you're thinking, I wonder if that's for me, is that an option based on my financial scenario? Because it's not just a conversation of the house. It's also a conversation of you. We would be thrilled to have a consultation with you. Although we're not mortgage brokers, we <laughs> have, we've been doing consultations with our mortgage specialist with our client at the same time when that's the best case even. So it could just be a straight up buyer consult with us or a seller consult, or we may choose that in this case, it's better to have a conversation with everybody because you are thinking that maybe for you, a mortgage plus improvements would be great or some other variable. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the big things is to get an accurate account of what it might cost to bring a property up. And sometimes we've brought contractors in and you're saying, well, most places don't have conditions. They have to hurry, whatever. Yeah, but usually if the offers are delayed, we can book an extra showing, bring a couple contractors with us, figure out what it's going to cost to change those things, replace some windows, renovate a bathroom, whatever the case may be. And bring it up to your quality. Right. And we also have a lot of experience. So therefore, often we can give you an indication and an idea of the cost as well. And you can get so many great estimates online as well. Like we can, if we want to figure it out, it's not that tricky to do an accurate assessment. And Mm. so we're in your court to make sure that you aren't disappointed once you get in and go, yeah, but it was hundreds of thousands more. No, no, no. We don't want that. No, we're not going to get you into a money pit. No. That's no our goal is never to get into a money pit. But, uh, you know, we've been builders. We've renovated multiple properties. We've owned many, many properties. We've owned investment properties. We own investment properties. And so hiring someone that has a lot of experience with real estate can really assist you in determining whether, you know, we've even had people say, well, okay, If I buy this property and I renovate it, what will it be worth after? And we can find another property that's all done up and say, well, roughly, this is probably what it's worth. Now, is it worth it? You do that analysis and you buy the property that you really want. Right. Again, we're looking at the relevant data. And if it's not on this show that you're hearing everything you need to know, know that there's hundreds of other shows that (laughs) will give you the breakdown of elements because we're covering so much and we're grateful that you've let us, right? Yeah. Yeah, really. Thanks for the privilege of growing alongside you because we're passionate about us all being positioned for generational legacy. I think sometimes the ugly duckling is the winner Hmm. once again. That's true if you're a swan, but is it true if you're a house? I think it is. Okay. So we're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling and buying real estate, really also helping you over, well, 301,100, no, 3,117 times helping people buy and sell real estate, but really also coming along and helping you have more fun in the space that you do buy doing better with your finances and even strengthening, healing and flourishing your relationships. Really 30 years of building your life, your fun and even your home. And so exploring, exploring is what we want to do on this episode. Yeah. We're going to explore the ugly duckling. And why? And maybe, maybe just maybe, maybe not everybody knows Hans Christian Andersen's storybook about the ugly duckling and how 
the egg got misplaced and it was with other ducks' eggs. And when the mm-hmm. when it was born, the ducks look after it, and the ducks continued to tease the swan because it didn't look like them. And in fact, they thought it was pretty ugly until one day. It was stunning and beautiful. All the feathers came in and everything. And right. it was it was fun because one of the reasons we use this analogy is just a couple of weeks ago, we were at your parents' house for mm-hmm. their 60th anniversary, and you had bought a giant book in, well, in Denmark of the ugly duckling. Right. Because I'm Danish and when dad and I went to Denmark, we spent a fair bit of time in the home that Hans Christian Andersen actually spent a fair bit of time in. So it's like a museum now. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. And so we often think about in relation to real estate, how it's the ugly house. And when we say ugly, it was probably beautiful in 1960 or 1973. It just isn't considered so, or maybe even 1986. And when foam green or the powder blue bathtubs were right, or outside hinges on kitchens or plywood kitchens, it was or laminate. I mean, the thing is, this stuff doesn't wear out. (laughs) This stuff is still going strong. Yeah, the orange. Orange or the butcher block countertops, the, right. that arborite stuff. They last, it seems, indefinitely. <laughs> and so it's not that it isn't maintained. I mean, we talked just a few minutes ago about unmaintained. Here it's maintained. Just yep. ugly. Yeah, so the basics are done, you know. We mm-hmm. find this ugly house. We call it the ugly duckling. It has recent shingles. It has a recent furnace. The windows are upgraded. It's just whoever's lived in it loved what they bought 30, 40 years ago. It didn't wear out. They see no point in replacing mm-hmm. it just to put something of a different color or design or style. Or in. something that's going to wear out faster than what's already there. Yeah. So why why spend that money? Mm-hmm. And But for someone, maybe a younger generation coming in to buy the home, you want it uh, to be modern. You want right. it to be more up to date. Well, the beauty is sometimes you can buy that house a better position and have money to update the way you want it. Right. And it won't cost you as much to update it as you'll save. I mean, that's that's the, the bottom line here. As we think about investing, we talk about the investor journey, and maybe we don't talk about it enough, but every decision you make as far as we're concerned, is an investment type decision. Is it a good, wise investment or is it a poor investment? So one of the things we see off, see too often actually, where somebody has maintained the home by putting in AC and furnace with big, huge rental contracts. Ooh. Yeah. Right? And buyouts that are $30,000, $40,000, way more than the cost of having just put the thing in. Water softeners, too. Yeah, water maybe. softeners. So if, if someone comes to you and wants to rent equipment to mm. you, like hot water tanks are fairly normal to be you know, rental especially equipment. Especially in the Ottawa market. But what we find, and, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's quite often with people that are ill-informed or elderly, they get roped into these rental contracts yeah. because... Oh, well, I can get that $5,000 furnace for, you know, $70 a month or well, whatever it is. That, but, but yeah. And then they think, okay, well, that's a good deal. But then when they go to sell, people generally, if you got a great realtor, they'll notice all the rental things 
And if it's abnormal, like having a furnace that's a rental or a water softener mm-hmm. or air conditioning that's a rental or um, solar panels that are a rental, whatever the case uh. may be, then they'll want the homeowner to buy it out. And what's unfortunate is they may have paid for it for a year, two years, three years. The or buyout longer. is always more than it would cost to buy a new furnace at that time. Right. So they really get... Uh, I don't like the word, but hosed, whatever that means. Well, it means taking, taking advantage, taking advantage of, of and not seeing it coming. So we're back to the ugly duckling, though. That's that's kind of like the ugly finances. <laughs> not so much that you can see that part of it, but it's some of the stuff that you can't see yeah. is also really ugly. Yeah, but some people may discount that house, not want to buy it because of all the rental costs. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that a great realtor can quite often get that paid out on closing so that you don't have those rental costs. Mm-hmm. So another property. Why do you want to buy an ugly duckling? So one of our clients who were actually selling their home for them right now. And when they bought it, we actually paid less than asking which was just before the market we're in right now. So it was not that long ago, but it was just before things got a little bit crazy. But even then it was pretty common for them to be priced and go up a little bit, but we got a fair bit off. And the reason we did is it wasn't pretty. Like it was just not nice to look at. And all they did was replace some flooring. The windows were good. It was well-maintained. It was taken care of impeccably. It just wasn't pretty. And now it's really pretty and it's going to sell for a lot more than it would have if they hadn't done the work, if it was still well-maintained and not pretty. So if you're a seller and you're thinking, I want some information, I want in on these conversations too, we'll do seller consults as well as we'll do buyer consults. It's just when we're having a buyer focus show that might be what we want to talk about. (laughs) However, if you're thinking, I want a seller consult to think about what things ought I to do to increase the value of my home so that I turn the ugly duckling into a swan before I even sell it, we can help you there too. Mm, That's true. And the nice thing as a buyer buying the ugly duckling is because the maintenance is done, there isn't a risk of harming the house. There isn't Mm. a risk of of, you know, falling through a rotting deck or anything like that. It's more you can take your time as cash flow allows. You can change a room at a time. Mm-hmm. You can take special projects. You can go, okay, we're going to do hardwood in this room and the paint and trim. And we're just going to do the one room. That way the rest of the house doesn't have the mess or the fuss. Yes, it's dated still, but the room you've done is now to your taste and you just slowly move through the house completing room after room. And the, and the advantage in that strategy, and we have lots of clients do that. Some say, no, I got to get it all done at once. And that's fine. If you have the cash to do it, do it. But if you borrow the money, then that may put undue stress on you. And we don't want that. So just use the cash you have on hand and do the projects as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right? in the end, you're going to turn that ugly duckling into your beautiful mm. swan and maybe 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 just maybe we call it an ugly duckling maybe you love that retro look and it's perfect for you exactly so you know we we're just honored to be their advocates on this generational legacy journey 
through real estate and creating a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.